In this episode, I'll interview Limitless Millionaire Mentor Lenka Lutonska on the topic of energetic selling, intuitive business growth strategies, and how to create an epic lifestyle for yourself and your loved ones coming from a so-called poor country without having funds and connections. So I'm super interested and super grateful to have you here, Lenka. Oh, Lydia, so nice to see you and thank you for having me and uh, hello, everyone. Hello and welcome to the Successful, Sensitive and Intuitive Entrepreneur podcast. My name is Lydia Sophia Wilmsen and I am an intuitive success mentor for sensitive entrepreneurs. In this podcast, I speak about the challenges sensitive and intuitive entrepreneurs face. I offer you new perspectives and solutions, as well as experiences of other entrepreneurs. Plus, I speak about my personal experience of being a highly sensitive person who has successfully built and scaled two businesses. All of that with the goal to make you and your business even more successful in your very unique and authentic way. Have fun and enjoy. Yeah, and I would love to first hear a little bit about your story, just a short introduction, who you are, because I already mentioned you're coming from a different country. So sure. give us a bit input. Sure. So I'll, I'll do my best to make it as short as possible. So yes, I come originally from Slovakia, tiny little country uh, near Germany. And... Um, uh, I moved to the, to England when I was 19, and it was really to run away from the plans that my uh, parents had for me. I come from a quite traditional family, and of course, you know, the path that uh, my father chose for me was down the road of uh, banking and finance. So I was due to start a uh, university, and that's when I started to rebel, because I knew deep down that I would never be happy uh, working in a bank or, you know, with money, even though... I have got respect for the industry. And uh, I wasn't a very happy teenager either. I had my own issues, uh, huge self-confidence mm. issues. Uh, so uh, that summer before I was due to start university, I uh, uh, basically opportunity show up to become an au pair in England. And I hopped on a bus with 30 pounds and off I went. Uh, and I settled here. Uh, initially, I didn't plan it, but I settled here. Um, I studied um, anything and everything to do with human mind. Uh, I studied um, counseling, uh, psychotherapy, hypnotherapy, and eventually NLP, uh, which I utterly fell in love with. Um, so, uh, and in the meantime, I was working uh, for McDonald's. I started there. <laughs> that was my first job as a McDonald's girl, cleaning girl, but I progressed in the company very quickly, as you know, they reward people when you work hard. So uh, when I f felt ready and that, that actually that feeling came with NLP uh, mm -hmm. because there was such a powerful uh, set of tools that truly helped me and my confidence, I uh, left the employment at that time. It was a very secure job, actually a very good position in the company, uh, sold my car, sold my house, sold anything I, I managed to accumulate by that point and hopped into it um, and uh, became NLP trainer stroke coach. What I didn't realize, I'm actually becoming entrepreneur as well. Yeah, <laughs> so I became hello. like an <laughs> occidental entrepreneur. I just wanted to share the gifts, you know. I wanted to help people. So, of course, as for many, the first couple of years were tough. Uh, yeah. But I made it work. I, I made it work. I moved to my uh, now husband's, then boyfriend's house. 
and uh, built pretty successful, even pretty small, mm-hmm. but successful company, uh, training uh, and coaching lots and lots of people from various walks of life. But then a few years down the line, I lost that business very dramatically and quickly. I went into a very unhealthy business partnership. Mm. And that was the really, well, number one, it was a massive earthquake in my life. I lost all the confidence. It was horrendous. I lost all the income and everything. But that was truly also making of me as a woman entrepreneur and a creator. And that's where my new business came from. Uh, When I really had to go deep in that midst of struggle and uh, finally came out where I merged that spirituality and business. And uh, that's what my work is all about, merging Mm. uh, spirituality and business. And not only my business started to boom, but, uh, you know, uh, I'm blessed to touch uh, many women entrepreneurs along the way so that that's in a nutshell hopefully that yeah oh that's that's perfect Lenka and I love that you already touched on like this big breakthrough for you or this big change in your life with basically a huge failure you know the loss of your like we can go into many things but this is where I want to start it with the loss of your business you know and other people would have given up and a big question from from me for you is there are so many people who don't keep going there are so many people who like who are faced with adversity like what is the difference for those who keep going and become become like a huge like millionaire a huge success like what's the ingredient you know i deeply feel for those people uh who are keep trying and uh it's not happening because for me it's not it, when i was quote unquote recovering my business but really it was not starting from scratch but starting anew and you you know everything is changing and I really had to find the strength within I remember uh, times and times again I would be crying myself to sleep and I was so close to giving up Lydia I went for interviews for a job I had uh, mm. I was really close to divorce um, with my yeah. wonderful husband because it was so stressful and even he was started uh, started telling me that if, if it was supposed to work it would work by now and don't be selfish get a mm. decent job and I went for job interviews I was offered uh, well particularly one really decent salary and everything so I was so close I was so close to giving up and yet I couldn't because that 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 calling was too big and this is where I would like to assure almost those that are still in that period of seeking perhaps Um, you know you feel in your heart that you're meant to do something maybe it feels like a dream maybe you are sometimes crying yourself tonight like I used to maybe you are wondering what's wrong with you like I used to, or if you're missing something, if it's something wrong with you, like I used to. But please, please, please be assured that if you have got truly that calling in your heart, that's all the evidence you need uh, to, to, to know that it's absolutely meant for you. In other words, it's life showing you the desire, it's life, the universe showing you how it wants to be expressed through you. So I would love to encourage everyone, and that's what I had to do, get more belief in that, in that vision of mine, as in stop taking it as something intangible that might or might not happen, but it's truly that calling of the life that, that wants to come through me 
and lean into it and take more courageous steps towards it. And that is the difference because there mm-hmm. are people who uh, have got these dreams, have got this calling, and yet because, you know, I know that I'm broke, I mm. can't afford this, so they won't take yeah. some, you know, courageous steps or I don't have resources or, I'm, you know, too, it's too early, I'm not ready. So it's, it's not a, that they're not taking those steps that are needed to make it happen. And there are those who develop that belief in that vision and in themselves to sufficient degree like I had to do so that um, you, you come to the point, this must work. So I am going to risk. I am going to take even bigger risks. Mm. And I had to take those big risks. So to, to, to empower ourselves to, to take those leaps and go forward because we just decide this is going to work no matter what. And I don't have it in me to fail. If I was yeah. supposed to fail, I would already. Yeah. So I think that's the biggest difference. Yeah. The belief in the vision and yeah. living more from, yeah, living from that side and not from the other side and courageous steps. And I think, yeah, you leaving your country and going for your dreams, that's, that's a big step as well, you know? Yes, and but you know, Lydia, back then I was 19. I, I had no fam- you know, no kids, no nothing. It was just me look after you. So, you know, I was, sh- I was living initially in sharing rooms with other people, you know, and then got my little place. But I had myself to look forward, uh, mm-hmm. look after. Okay. But the second time I found it way harder because I didn't have any more, uh, you know, that youthful mm. naivety. And I had yes. family to look after. So it's a so that's when I had to use courage. And it's much harder than when yeah. you you got that blissful ignorance, whatever happens, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, so that's when the freaking belief in ourselves and vision is needed. Yeah, it's even more needed. Yeah, I love that, Lenka. And um, I would love to hear a little bit more. Like you said, you um, you worked as, or you have like many, many different things you learned and studied NLP, of course. I would love to um, learn or hear a little bit more from you now with, when it comes to energetic business growth, because you already mentioned the vision mm-hmm. and you have been one of my mentors. So I obviously know all about that. Mm-hmm. And also because we said like how to overcome challenges, you know, um, can you give us like your favorite ones or the most important parts of the energetic business side, basically, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like not well, the normal strategy? I should but... start by explaining a little bit what I mean by energetic, yeah. um, because I did mention that it's an emergence of so spiritual spirituality and business. And but some, what, what is it that energy? Yeah. What, what is mm. it that energetic works? And basically, our personal energy is what introduces us before we even speak. That's what introduces us when we get on that call with clients before we even open our mouth. That's what has got a greater impact in our marketing, in our selling, in everything we do in our business than what we actually do. It's what what comes from within. And we all know this to be true because uh, when we come to the room full of people, we naturally feel attracted towards some people and naturally maybe even repelled from some people. We can't put finger on it, but... Mm-hmm. something doesn't resonate and that's what comes from within us so that's our personal energy and how we apply our and basically uh, it is a combination of our beliefs what we will what we adopted as our personal truths uh, and attitudes and values and obviously actions and focus in five 
five distinctive areas. This is what uh, contributes towards extraordinary growth in a business. So mm -hmm. this is uh, uh, in obviously in relation to self and the structure of our reality. So this is how empowered we feel and how we feel that we actually can and do create our reality and we can make it anything we want. Secondly, in relation to other people, it's uh, what kind of belief and uh, projections we put onto other people, including our clients, prospective clients, existing clients, and uh, other people in our lives. Then we've got obviously a whole thing about marketing, what we perceive marketing to be, uh, selling again, uh, and this is the area that it's typically is the most screwed you know, oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. <laughs> with, with uh, change makers and coaches, etc. So again, a whole lot of, you know, beliefs and how we go about that selling and of course money. Yes. Which, which influences how much we charge, etc., etc. So my work really consists of um, uh, working on aligning our personal energy with the greatest growth possible in these five areas. And that's how we'll get results. So my favorite ones, I don't know, Lydia, because we're talking, you know, I, I, maybe we can talk about one that made the difference for you uh, earlier on in our uh, coaching relationship. And that is the break the pattern that our clients mm. have. Oh, I love that generally. one. Yeah. Yes. Let's use that one. Yeah. So, so let's talk about that. So uh, what we're talking about here is that, uh, you know, as we, as we run a business, as we are marketing and selling, we, we develop beliefs about uh, ourselves, but also about other people. We fall into certain patterns. And uh, we, we then may often start thinking things such as, oh, you know, oh, it's all good and well, like I've heard this on quite a few occasions. Oh, it's all good and well for you. You've got these powerful women that invest in themselves. I don't have the type of tribe. My clients, you know, they like to maybe like my stuff, but they don't invest in themselves. Or uh, my clients uh, don't pay or, you know, they're always late with payments or whatever it might be. Yes. So, so it, it appears that it's something outside of us. It's mm -hmm. other people. It's our prospective clients. But actually, when we take the uh, principle, fundamental principle, that other people are only and always a reflection of our own consciousness, meaning, meaning they're a mirror to what is happening inside of us. They're a mirror to what patterns we run in our own mind. Then we know that every client, and especially though, the, the, this, those things that we mind about our clients, is simply a pattern that we need to break first. Yeah. Yes. So, um, you know, I know with you, it was like, I'm waiting for a few payments, you know, so then I pay. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah and, I remember. Yes. <laughs> and, and so that's, I mean, okay, so you're in, you establish pattern of waiting. And if, if you do that, your clients will do that. It's like chain reaction. Yes. Because we, we run that pattern. So I know it was a very, very courageous of you back then when you say, okay, screw it. Then uh, now you brought it into my awareness. I'm going to break that pattern. I'm going to pay you. Uh, before my clients pay you, and then what happened? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then come business growth. <laughs> yeah, massive yeah. business growth. Yes, because you broke that pattern. So this is very important uh, for all of us to review what unhealthy business patterns I'm experiencing in my business. Uh, maybe my clients are running certain patterns on anything. It can be anything. Uh, and then have a, and then going within and ask ourselves, okay what pattern are they reflecting? 
and how can I break this pattern and take that action that will break that pattern. It's not going to be comfortable. It's going to be outside of comfort zone, but that typically creates a very enormous energy shift and uh, that follows by much more ease in selling, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. And it's a really, um, yeah, on the point example. And what you mentioned before that the, the topic of money, and especially if we deal like I deal, my clients are sensitive entrepreneurs, lots of them obviously in the spiritual realm. Like, how could we break down the topic of money and making money and wanting to make a lot of money that that it's something good, you know, because so many people have those negative beliefs. Mm -hmm. What would your your thought on that be on the topic of money and um, mm -hmm. being spiritual and a good person and make a lot of money? Yes. So that's the thing, isn't it? Yeah, that we can actually be a good people and make a lot of money. For, for some reason, uh, over centuries, you know, the, the money and wealth got a bad rap. Right? Mm, totally. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, but again, uh, money is, is spiritual. It's, it's a form of spirituality. If you allow it to be, money itself is very neutral energy. It doesn't care. It doesn't care. And anyone can make money in any way. So absolutely, it's true that there, there can be corrupt people who make a ton of money in very corrupt way. But that's not the only way <laughs> how yeah, to make right. money. There are also plenty of people who make money in a very congruent, in very ethical, in very authentic way and can enjoy the riches uh, of what is meant to be for us because they realize that uh, money is simply uh, sp it, it, it's spiritual. Uh, I don't know if your listeners read the book, The Science of Getting Rich, Uh, it's a very old text. It's a tiny little book, tiny mm -hmm. little book. I'll if you put have it in the show notes, yes, mm -hmm. please. If you have Wally's, Wally's or something, So anyway, uh, I know I read that book thirty times, maybe. Wow. I haven't okay. read it I in a while get, I have now. To catch up. <laughs> yeah, I haven't read it in a while now, but you know, I don't have issue with money anymore. Yeah. But you know what? I will still come back to it again because it's a tiny little book. And it's incredible book for letting go of all that rubbish around money. But one thing why, why I wanted to mention that book is because uh, he beautifully explains that really to do the God's work properly or express ourselves divinely fully, that there actually are three things that we want to balance, yes? And we want to bring into uh, fullness Uh, fullness together. And that is, of course, number one, um, uh, you know, giving, yes, mm -hmm. as in, as in con some sense of contribution, mm -hmm. maybe charity for some people, or, you know, this can be to do with, we want to provide for our families or give those that don't have that many, that much, or just good deeds, whatever it is, but that sense of purpose, or also with, with work, that that's uh, getting sense of purpose. So that's one, one way, one way yeah. of how to get that fulfillment. But then there is also mental stimulation, you see, so that we need to complete, co com completely grow, co continually have that sense of 
sense of growth. So it's a mental stimulation, whether it's through uh, personal development, studying or experiences. Yes. And then the third one is, of course, the physical things. So this is to just beautiful things that give us pleasure, whether it's that piece of uh, beautiful furniture or ring or Chanel bag, whatever fancy, you know, we've got each one unique things that really make us full, whatever it is just for us. Yes, just for us. And for some reason, we think that, let's say, the giving part is more, um, how you say it, honorable (laughs) than the the, um, physical part, you know, the, the nice thing for me. It's not. It's not because even when we are giving, don't we do that? And I'm sorry, I've got to say it. We do that because it makes us feel very good. (laughs) It gives us that sense of purpose. And when we help others, we help ourselves. So it's very important to to, uh, look at money in a way that is not going to hinder our progress because it's absolutely not only okay, it's right for us to be richly rewarded for our best work. And our best work, by the way, it's typically the thing that comes easiest to us, which is a bit of contradiction in our mind, yes? So that which comes easiest to us, the most pleasurable to us, most, most fun to us, most exciting to us, that is the most powerful asset in our business. So we should be richly, richly rewarded for it. We need to ask for money for that. Yeah. Yes? Yeah. So it's important, but I'm also going to say this, uh, Lydia and for everyone else that to, to overcome the, any sort of money issues. Yes. The fastest way is to actually start asking for money, i.e. sell. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> it's so closely connected. Yes. So selling. Yeah. Because I do think that many people think they have to, and I love the book recommendation. And of course, guys read the books and do, do the internal work. And still there comes a time when the best growth is actually applying that Absolutely. stuff, you know, jumping into the right, into the cold water, basically. Taking action in spite of the butterflies in a tummy. Yeah. Yes. I know this was a biggie for me, you know, I, when I was then uh, rebuilding the business and in, in a struggle mode, right? At one point I came and discovered that I've got sugar, I've got seven pounds 30 left, broke as hell. And it took that experience for me to wake up and realize, wow, Lenka, but you haven't been selling. Yeah. I've been doing, I thought I'm doing everything I'm supposed to do, you know? Uh, free speaking gigs, networking events, weekly newsletters, social media stuff. But actually, I wasn't selling. I wasn't asking people, hey, I can help you with that. Would you like to explore how would that work? Uh, Whatever. But giving that opportunity to people to say yes or no. I wasn't doing that because I'm better than that. You know, if I'm so spiritual. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. If people want to work with me, they surely will ask. Uh, it's enough for me to prove that I'm a great coach. These are actually very unhealthy mindsets, very, very yeah. unhealthy mindsets. We've got to be there. We've got to initiate. We've got to initiate. Yeah. Um, and so I know for me, uh, on that day when I, when I <laughs> found out I'm completely broke, I actually uh, pick up, picked up the phone and called all day long. And uh, I made 1,800 pounds, not a lot. It went towards the bill, but it was the beginning of what I call active selling. And I did it very badly. It was awkward and I I felt very nervous, but it doesn't matter how we feel or how badly we do. It, It matters that we actually take that action. And selling, it's one of those essential entrepreneur skills that we've got to do to actually uh, make money 
And the beautiful magic of it is that once you do it, once you get over yourself and you focus on actually people that you're helping while selling uh, and you stay with it, that uh, you will start after a while to feel completely comfortable, completely comfortable and you master the thing. (laughs) You know? And then you start making a ton of money. (laughs) And then you're happy. (laughs) And then you're happy. And you're happy. Your business is growing. It's so simple, but it's so true. (laughs) It's so simple. It's so true. And in the beginning, it's such a challenge for, I guess, 99% of the population out there. I I, I deeply appreciate it. I was one of those that I had to really, really get over myself. (laughs) Yeah. No, I love that. And what comes to my mind there, because I, I... Obviously, we see you or like I I know you, but, you know, like seeing you on stage delivering big like speeches and talks. And I also know that you yourself called yourself uh, more kind of an introvert person. And I know that my um, a huge part of my group also would rather say they are introverts Mm -hmm. or at least ambiverts. And how do you master that? Because this is like this comes like on top of things, you know, going out there, speaking Mm -hmm. to people, obviously you hop on the phone. Mm -hmm. Like, how do you deal with that? Is it also basically master, master the process, keep doing it? Do you have any other processes for yourself that you take time for yourself? So first I would like to point out that introvert doesn't necessarily mean lacking confidence. You see, yeah, uh, because sometimes much. we kind of put an, those two and two together because I don't like to outreach or, you know, go out there that, you know, that that makes me introvert. That's not, those two are not necessarily related. Introvert, we're, we're introverted if we uh, uh, prefer, and that's where we get the energy from, the internal world, the world from within. So we need regular time and sometimes plenty of time to recharge. Yes. Yep. So when I go to, you know, I'm, I'm, I am introvert as in, I, you know, I have my evenings to myself. I read plenty of books. I, I like my internal world as, you know, intro, introverts will understand. That's where I get my energy from. Uh, but it's almost like we want to work on our beliefs and develop the confidence in being able to be more flexible towards the extroverted side. Extrovert, extroverts, true extroverts, they get energy when surrounded by people. That's where they seek, you know, because oh, I need, so they, they get their energy from. So where, whereas I'm introverted, I'm completely comfortable by now because, you know, for working on my belief system and getting out of comfort zone and actually doing it uh, by talking to hundreds and thousands of people. And then when I need to recharge my batteries, I retreat and take time for myself. So uh, how, does, how does this translate? You know, when I run, let's say, a three-day big event, I know what I didn't do the first time, you know, first time when I, when I ran that big event, I would be just all the time with people, uh, in, during the daytime presenting that in the evening VIP dinner and this, and oh my goodness, you know, by, by the time I went to day three, I broke down. I came with big eyes, big circle. I just (laughs) broke down because the introvert in me couldn't take it. (laughs) Yes. So, uh, the second time when I went into it, I scrapped everything that I, uh, you know, should do as running big event and uh that's it you know we finish whatever time five six o'clock and we finish five six o'clock i'm done thank you very much goodbye everyone (laughs) and i would retreat and have a dinner with my uh, close friend you know and spend time with myself 
uh, even a lunch breaks, etc. I would organize so I would be with myself. So uh, I would adjust it to kind of that to to keep the introvert in me happy and keep the batteries full. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but the but, the but the the to develop the flexibility, all it is, it's it's confidence. It's confidence. So it's about working on those beliefs uh, and uh, and stretching ourselves uh, so we can become comfortable around people in any situation. Yeah. Yeah, I love that that you um put or make this 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 equivalence. I don't know how you say that. Con- it's um, a continuum, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Because many people take it as an excuse and it does not need to be That's like, right. you know, it it can be your strength and you just have to yeah, to it's know It's a massive strength. <laughs> yeah. It's a massive especially if you're in a field of uh helping other people in some way. Yeah. Being introvert is a massive massive benefit yes but it doesn't mean you cannot become completely comfortable uh yeah it's what Lydia says continuum so we will have somewhere our comfort zone when we recharge the battery so it may be fully on introverted side but by working on our beliefs and stretching ourselves putting ourselves into situations selling talking on stage etc we will develop flexibility to get on the other side of the continuum uh when it's appropriate and then retreat back in the evening when we can re- or whenever it's uh, time yeah. to recharge yes. when we do the the comfortable thing and i think it always comes back to this mm. um going out of, of of your comfort zone taking risks and i think this is what many people don't understand or it's okay you know when they start out in business because of the vision you know like you said in the beginning it's oh i do actually become an entrepreneur this comes much later i do have to do the marketing i do yes. have to do the selling and i can't or outsource this from the beginning on because it's me my yes. business is me you know so yeah it's very good about and i think nlp helps a lot and there are obviously many different modalities out there to to help you know to let go yeah. of those limiting beliefs that's right and we just need to be careful not to indulge too much in those uh, modalities i'm a huge believer in them of course i teach to myself but it's just uh, to keep the check on how much we 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 in, indulge i say in yeah. in the healing and quote unquote fixing ourselves you know <laughs> yeah. because uh because sometimes that can become an obstacle in itself yeah so, the waiting energy you that's know right. like getting ready for the next 20 years <laughs> that's right that's right so taking action truly is no matter how uncomfortable truly is the fastest way uh, to alignment and growth so i when work with clients i always advise yes, use these modalities but only to the point when you empower it enough to press that button or pick up that phone call whatever is that that right thing for you to do yeah <laughs> And I would love to know from you, because obviously everyone is different and there are many strategies out there. Are there any no-goes when it comes to business? No-goes, as in you shouldn't do this or I shouldn't do that. Yeah, you shouldn't shouldn't do that or also ways of marketing and selling. Mm. Or do you, especially as an NLP teacher, say like every whatever is aligned for you in that moment? Yeah. Well, one thing I would say to be careful of is, uh, is, again, you know, I've been guilty of it. Probably all of us are who are on entrepreneurial journey at some point. Not to go into reactive mode and do things creatively. And what I mean by that, um, when we do things creatively, it's fully from within. When we mm-hmm. do things reactively, we are mimicking our environment in some I way. Love that. 
Mm-hmm. And it's very easy to do because, you know, in, in one way, we always uh, say and teach and do that, you know, have your coaches, learn from other people. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, it's essential, right? But it's also very easy when we do that to go into mimicking those mentors, those other people we learn from, their strategies, what they do. It works, works for them. It should work for me. And when we go into mimicking, when it doesn't come fully from within, uh, then there is a huge danger that it's actually not our thing, <laughs> you know, yeah, because yeah. we can copy. And this is so much of it. Oh, I'm going to give you my blueprint. And look, I'm guilty of that. I'm sharing sometimes. I'm going to give you what works for me. Why? Yes, learn that. Learn that. But we can take everything. You know, somebody can give you exact email templates, exact thing to put out there. And it may still not work for you because one thing you cannot copy is the energetic component. Yes. So what is important is anything that we do when it comes to the creation of programs or marketing strategy or the way you specifically sell or you specifically serve, that you always have that internal check. If I could create anything, what would I want to create? Yes. Mm -hmm. I'll give you one drastic example happened within my mastermind out of all freaking places so one client incredible client she signed up for this uh, quite high level mastermind and in the first i think four months or so she went through two not one two zero dollars launches in other words she put a ton of energy around marketing her new service and uh, marketed the hell out of it, sold the hell out of it, got exactly zero clients on both occasions, one after another. Imagine how heartbreaking that must have been. Plus, she was paying me a ton of money. (laughs) Horrible. But anyway, um, you know, I, I knew that, you know, that, okay, there is a ton to learn here. And, we will need to grow out of it. And there was, it was a transformational, hugely transformational thing for me. But the main, main one, why I'm, why I'm mentioning this, she came later and she realized, Lenka, I know why. I know exactly why. Because I did promote this and was going to run this program. I was marketing this because you did that. Oh, so I yeah. thought it will work for me. I thought, ah. Then we went into, okay, if you could create anything, like literally that would, that would make you full, what would you want to create? She came out with this incredible retreat. She got then, uh, she went straight to 50, over 50K a month. Wow. Yeah. Yes. So yeah. it was really quite lovely recovery. And, you know, so it put her in completely in different position, but it, it, it was, it's the difference between doing things reactively yeah. And doing it creatively. Yeah. So just be aware. But mind you, I think it's important to still to learn from other people because to unleash our limitless growth, mm-hmm. uh, it's important to engage actually our both minds. So our intuition, you know, can, can yeah. have got enough data to work with. I don't know if you have got time to explain. Uh, oh, yeah, do that. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, of course, we all want to create the fastest, greatest growth possible in our businesses, make a huge difference in the world, be, be 
be paid for it generously. And we might say that it's quite complex problem, right? Because it's got many elements and there are lots of skills involved. We can say it's a complex problem. We could say that, yes? Now, uh, some time ago, and forgive me, I'm not the greatest one with references, but there was uh, a while ago, there was a study done where they studied uh, the very famous physicists of times and mathematicians of times, including Einstein. Mm -hmm. And they wanted to find out how do they find solution for the most complex problems? Mm -hmm. How does Einstein come? How do they do it? Yes, with with, with, the the, uh, relativity principle and all of those. How do they do that? And this is what they found. So there there are several parts to it. First, they would overload their physical mind with data. So they would put focus on Mm -hmm. it. So this Mm -hmm. is where you think about it and you study and you learn. This is to put it in entrepreneurial world, you learn from other people. How do I work it out? How do I sell? How do I market? How do I did? Yes, so we learn. Yes. So overloading physical mind with data. And but then the actual answers to these problems appeared out of nowhere from what they call deep mind. So mm-hmm. it happened uh, oftentimes when there was a loud noise and they got shocked a little bit. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, like Edison used to do that. You know, he used to meditate. He used to meditate and had his steel balls or something to wake him up, you know, when he felt too deep. And that's when he got his ideas, yes? But that's because uh, those answers already exist. They already yeah. exist. So they mainly were able to access uh, the, uh, those, those, those answers that they, they were able to, uh, to perceive them, yes, from within the deep mind. But that wouldn't happen if they didn't focus on it and didn't overload their data. The, the, mm. you know, so the intuition then had enough data to work with, if yeah. that makes sense. And yeah. it's the same in, the, in our entrepreneurial world. So we learn, we absorb the data. But then we need to get out of our mind to get it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Probably also that the snap, you know, like yeah, it's snapped snap. out of our own mind. It's the, yeah. it's the snap. That's why I always say, you know, follow your intuition, but, you know, go out of your mind, you know, and, and uh, always put yourself in that energy that you want to experience. Like when, you, when your business is rich and successful and all of that, how will you feel? I will feel, I don't know, f- freedom. So good. Put yourself in that energy of freedom, ask for the answers, and then get out of your mind. Yes? Oh, I love that example. Uh, yeah, that idea. Um, and I think many people, or it's probably a split split, like some people, they get stuck in the intuition part, you know, they don't overload, like they they don't get any outside ideas. So they are just in this creative part, but still run around in their own mind. And then there is more like my clients, they are more stuck in the like getting data stuff, you know, and not going out there and like going out of their mind and acting on intuition. So yeah, that's super helpful, this kind of explanation. Mm, what like when it comes to to getting out of your mind what what do you recommend obviously like what are some ideas which come to your mind if you have like really brainy people coming to you brainy clients what do you what do you tell them what do you mean by that get out (laughs) of my mind look you know when you focus directly on something um 
I want to find the issue, prob, uh, sorry, a solution for this problem, yes? So that's not the moment that those clarity can come because Einstein said it, yes, that you, 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 uh, if you want to find solution to the problem, it needs to come from different logical level than the problem was created. So we need to put ourselves in different energy, yes? So we want to relax our energy. That's why I say always put yourself in that energy of freedom or whatever it might mm. be, yes? But getting out of our mind can be actually as simple as going for a run or having a swim or going for a walk. Whatever you switch, switch your mind off so you don't, do not stay on the, how do I grow my business? How do I get out of this situation? How do I do this? You know, so you yeah. can relax your mind. It can be, I discovered gardening, you know, last year. I <laughs> love <remember>. gardening <laughs> and I can get myself lost in it and talk to plants. And guess what? My business continues to grow like crazy. Because I got then, you know, very intuition is working uh, really, really clearly. Yes, because yeah. I'm not all the time. Before, when I was working, and I could, this is the difference, the like buy me mentality, when I'm all the time on it, working, 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 then you don't have that space for that intuitive guidance. So getting out of your mind, it, it means you, you, you're, you're not focused on the business or on the problem, but you do something that you can get lost in. Yes, whatever it might be, playing with a pet, playing with children, cooking, anything that you fancy. That's the yeah. easiest way how to get out of the mind. Reading some some non like uh, some probably fictional books or that's something right. where you have I mean, like, this is, different yeah. imagination. That's why don't don't we have that phrase that my best idea comes in a shower? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we sing in a shower. We you know focus on you know <laughs> just having fun. Yeah, man, yeah. Being that's right. Off duty. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, oh, I love that, Lenka. Um, I have like many more questions, but perhaps like just several ones or like one or two. Um, is there any difference between going from five figures to seven, uh, six figures or seven? Oh, gosh, I can't even get the numbers right. Six figures to seven figures. Um, is there any difference or is it always the same jump, basically? Huh. Same and different. It depends how you look at it. Yes. In a way, it's different because, of course, your brand positioning will be somewhat different. Mm. Your channels of distribution will be somewhat different. Mm. Your marketing will be maybe a little more, dif you know, different. Mm. Your, your your team structure will be different. So we could say there are differences that what, yeah. uh, what was working at six figures is not going to be same at seven figures, let's yeah. say. But honestly, it's the same journey. <laughs> it's the same journey and the journey to me is in three simple steps set an intention number one number two bridge meaning this is that time between <laughs> intention and uh, whatever that you know intention coming to fruition that's the bridging period that is when we're going to embody that woman mm. that creator we're, we're meant to be on that next level, that entrepreneurial bent to be. We're going to do whatever we can to embody it now, whether it's with changing those price structures, whether it's selling differently, whatever, but we're doing it, embodying it, embodying it, and that's how we're bridging, yes? We're merging those realities. We're, we're vibrating that, yes? The yeah. reality, so to speak. And then there is, you achieve that, you know, so you'll, you'll get to that next level, and the new intention will appear, the new... You know, oh, but I'm here now. I want to be there. <laughs> so <laughs> let me set another intention. So it's these three steps over and over again. 
It is actually super easy and it's more the... In yeah. the principle, it's easy, of <laughs> course. Application of it, you know, again, it requires a lot of courage, good guidance, I would say, and yeah. a belief in, uh, in who we are and in what we're meant to do. Mm. Oh, I love that, Linka. Mm, I would love to hear, uh, obviously, um, what what might be some of your big vision, like whatever, you know, don't tell us what you're, you don't want to tell yet, but what is the, the next level Lenka doing? Where is it going? Is it being even more international? I have no idea. What, yes, what can yes, we see like from that. you soon? Yes. You, you see, I've got like a glimpses of what's next, you know, uh, but right now I tell you, I'm so grateful to be in such a flow Uh, that uh, my impact is growing, which I'm hugely, 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 hugely grateful for. Uh, and so, yeah, that, that was, that's what drives me, making bigger and bigger impact, you know. So, of course, you know, I would love to sell a ton more books, Energetic Selling and Marketing. Mm. I know that there is another book brewing in me, mm. uh, But okay. there is no time yet. I actually rejected the book deal in Magic. <laughs> okay. Yes. Uh, Rejection, but, good part as well. You know, yeah, it's not always yeah. saying yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. So, so I, I know there will be another book and I know it will be uh, really just about helping more people and everything that comes with it. It means also for me personally getting even richer, you know, getting a ton of properties. I don't know. Uh, helping in different ways to the world. Um, Yeah, <laughs> simple. Mm -hmm. Okay, <laughs> simple. More impact, more properties. I love that, Lenka. <laughs> oh, yeah, I think um, that was already a, like a ton of lovely input already. Perhaps e either a last concept you want to share or a, like a best tip, you know, something to leave the audience. Like there was a lot already, yes. just like final thoughts, basically. Yes. Perhaps one that I had to keep reminding myself over and over again when I was towards the beginning of that journey, you know, um, and that is that when I feel like things are not going the way I want, when I feel like um, maybe it's not for me, maybe, maybe it's for other people, when I feel like maybe it's something wrong with me, you're not getting further away from this vision you're getting closest, closer to it. And it just takes a single decision, single step to really, really activate it. So, and you know what the funny thing is? You probably know what that step is. So ask yourself, if you didn't care what other people thought, if you didn't care whether it will work out or not, what would be the best, perfect next step, a big step for you to take to really bring this vision to life and i beg you do what the heck you need to do to be able to actually take that step and take that step because yeah you're you, you, you it's gonna happen it's gonna happen it's just when right yeah it's just when <laughs> yes the question is when <laughs> yeah oh i love that linka cool so i think that's that's a good Good 45 minutes. We had a lot of input from you. I'll most definitely put your links into the show notes, um, your book and also the other book you recommended and where we can find you, Lenka. And it was lovely talking to you again. Likewise, um, Lydia. Absolute huge pleasure. And really thank you. And thank you, everyone. <laughs> yeah. Until the next time, I would say. Thank you. Thank you.